The Invisible Man is a sci-fi horror thriller written and directed by Lee Whannell, starring Elizabeth Moss. The film follows the story of a woman who escapes an abusive relationship, who later believes her ex-boyfriend has found a way to become invisible. For those of you unfamiliar with Lee Whannell, he is the director of Upgrade and the screenwriter behind the success for the Insidious films as well as the Saw films. He also starred in the first Saw film as one of the men trapped in Jigsaw's game. The film was produced by Blumhouse Productions, which is famous for films like Paranormal Activity, The Purge, and Jordan Peele's Get Out. They follow a more low-budget model than the usual high-profile Hollywood production company. It has a more independent approach for their films, giving their directors creative liberty on their projects. Originally, this film was to be part of Universal's Dark Universe, which included a remake of The Wolfman, Javier Bardem and Angelina Jolie in The Bride of Frankenstein, Russell Crowe as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and Johnny Depp as The Invisible Man. But after the release and the box office bomb of Tom Cruise's The Mummy, all of these projects were dropped and cancelled, therefore abandoning the Dark Universe only to later be reinitiated for a more standalone style of film. In came Blumhouse with their more low-budget approach and without Johnny Depp. It's a shame we didn't get to see what Universal's Dark Universe would have been, but The Mummy Stands is proof that they were going down the wrong road with the Hollywood action movie approach. It's a slow burn with twists, sharp left turns, and surprising reveals. You join the main character in being psychologically sabotaged, constantly doubting your surroundings and feeling like someone is in the room when the camera pans over to an empty space and uses sound to create tension and suspense. It takes the H.G. Wells novel to another level, with a refreshingly tangible modernization, with a story that shines a light on domestic violence and isolation. The Invisible Man is a wonderful work of horror and science fiction that deserves a good watch. Wanell does an excellent job at directing and writing this film, and the use of sound is masterful. I have my nitpickings with the editing and certain things about the movie. This next part is a smoke sesh that I had with Rob after seeing the film in theaters. We break down our favorite and our least favorite scenes of the film. Is a I guess you could call it. Would you would you call it a horror? Or I would call it like a like a thriller. I would call it a suspense drama. Suspense thriller. That's, yeah, suspense drama thriller. Suspense thriller drama. Thriller drama drama Thri thriller. Suspensefully this is thriller. What? I was suspensefully thrilled. <laughs> I was, wow, that's very well put. I liked it. I mean, it was a great rendition of the H.G. Wells. Of know, the novel. Uh, a, a, a modernization. It definitely gave it a different perception. <coughs> I liked the opening credits of the film. It's a still shot of the ocean and the cliff where you see the house on top. Oh, yeah, and the water. And like, then you the don't see anything. Paint. So, And what happens is that the water splashes up and starts revealing something that the viewer can't see, which is the opening credits, obviously the names of the production companies and the title of the movie and so on. I really liked that bit. It really took me in. You know, that one still shot and then next, waiting for the next credit and then the Invisible Man, you know. I like that they didn't do some overhead shot of like the city of Los Angeles or whatever, you know. And right, all you yeah. see is like palm trees. You it know. felt like it kept it intimate. And I love the sound. The, the sound was very good in this film. You can hear the waves crashing and everything is loud. This movie makes very good use of its sound. The first 10 minutes of this movie, no one says anything. There isn't a dialogue. This is where the sound 
starts coming into play immediately, like in this scene. Like you can hear everything. You can hear like the bed sheets coming off, and you it's creates, a very sensitive sound. Yeah, and she's being very careful not to wake him up, and you feel that tension. So she goes to the bathroom, and you can literally hear the glass clink as she's trying to pour the water out. Like that's how that's how careful she's trying to be. Yeah, but to me, she was being a little bit too quiet. Of course, I mean, the scene read just like it felt. There was something dangerous. She was trying to escape. She was keeping an eye on him. They did good with keeping the security cameras on him, how he slept and how she's monitoring it yeah. through the cell phone. And of course, going around and getting the things she needs to get done. That first act really speaks for itself without dialogue. They're very vague of what it is that he did to her. And I'm glad they didn't go into like some flashback where they go like, oh, no, so this is the scene where he where he abused her. Like that, It wasn't necessary. Yeah, yeah. The film kept moving forward. It never went back. I would have hated it. I so... would have hated a narration as well in the intro. So points for no narration in the beginning of the movie. Man. That the scenes spoke for itself. Movie. You know that there was something wrong. You know that she was most likely being abused, and she was trying to escape. Now, what got her caught is a fucking dog, the that fucking Doberman. Dog. See, your love for dogs dog can also... eventually kill you. Yeah. <coughs> there we go. When she goes down to the lab, on my second watch, I was able to, to, to notice certain things. When I saw it in the theater, I, I heard it, but I, I didn't make anything of it at first. You could hear the suit when she oh. walks past it, or some you know they'll 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 play it off as something else like some white noise. That is a good note though. That's something I had missed out a little bit on. Now she's running through the woods because the alarm is set, and she's trying to get to her sister, which has a rendezvous pickup point. And I saw the second I saw that car, I thought, no, bitch, that's not him. They could have easily been like it was him, but that would have been cheesy as well. Now she's in the car, he's running up frantically, he punches out the window and shows you how serious he is. I think that part of the movie showed you his commitment into getting her. You know, his him obsession, breaking that window. His obsession with you her. hear the blood dripping from his hand and it gives you that sense of what he's willing to do for whatever's going on. That's kind of how I got it when I first saw it. This guy is really serious about he's whatever's fucking, going on. He's in that a house. sociopath. He's a genius. All, all geniuses are sociopaths in one way. But moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> that scene uh, when she walks out, she's in the house. You hear birds chirping, and you hear like the environment, and you hear everything. And then the second she steps foot outside, the sound just goes off, and all you hear is like nothing. It's just this tense sound of like empty space, it's which is more of a narrowing sound. Yeah. So it's like closer she got to the mailbox, this build up. You get that black shadow behind and, her. Yeah, running, the dude that's jogging. jogger. And he's coming up to her and she freaks out and she runs back into the house. I thought that scene was great. And the way they used sound to make it was amazing. You kind of get uh, a feeling like the brother is like, they did a good job. You know, he was really sympathetic. You know, like, Obviously, that could have been true, or it could have been false, like he was playing it off. So you didn't really get that sense like he was manipulating, but he was just being sympathetic. Good? Yeah, how's that fucking... <laughs> you hold it out there, dude. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> that good weed or what? That's good shit. Slowly but surely, you, you see this little scenes insinuating that he might be in the room. I like the way they do that. Like, the way they pan over to absolutely nothing. And she does play a great job. Her face, the amount of stress that she's been through and the lot of trauma that she's been through, it shows through through her face. Yeah. So it's, 
she always has very that, expressive. Yeah, very expressive face for that kind of movie. Pass that blunt, bro. Woo. All right. Holy shit. Gonna have to catch ourselves for a second. Now. Um, so I asked you a qu- I asked you. Hold on. I, I asked you a question, bro. What was the creep? <laughs> oh, it was the creepiest part of the movie. What was the creepiest scene for you? Like, the one that just really... Not the one that shook you. That's a different question. What's the, what's the one that creeped you out the most? Towards more of the beginning where uh, things would get creepy, where he was playing with her head. Anything where from the stove to the imprint on the couch oh, or dude, to the dude, seat. Dude, 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 those were pretty freaky to me. Now, freaky and revealing would be the attic scene. Because to me, someone living in your attic is probably the most freakiest thing ever. Yeah. And I believe in ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you have preferred, a ghost or this invisible man? I would have totally preferred a ghost. But <laughs> as I've been seeing in the last past couple years, these ghost and demonic movies on a rise. Where I'm not going to get into that right now. It, it could have taken that vibe. Like, it could have gone there, but it didn't. They, they kind of just modernized it instead of going with the classic horror. Oh, I'm invisible because I made a pact with the devil. Some shit like that. It kind of sort of felt like paranormal activity where like shit's just moving around. Right. And then like she gets grabbed by absolutely nothing <laughs> and thrown across a room at the end of the movie, which is what happens at the half of this movie. Celia! <laughs> the creepiest scene for me was the scene where, where she's sleeping with the other girl and the blanket comes off. Yes. And then you see flashes. Like, he's taking pictures of her sleeping and I'm like, oh, that's fucking creepy, dude. That's that's not that's not cool, dude. That is some creepy pasta. That is, <laughs> that is some creepy pasta. <laughs> and then she wakes up because she feels, I guess she feels his presence there. She goes to grab the blanket and she thinks she's sit- he's sitting in the chair. She throws a blanket over her. That would have been kind of cheesy if he really would have been sitting there and, and, and the blanket went over him. But then she moves away and then something's stuck on the blanket. And then you see it, just like his footsteps just coming towards her until like she freaks out and she starts screaming. That scene was creepy as hell. Like that's terrifying. All that adds to the psychological torture and torment that she's going through. Because we have an idea, obviously, as a viewer, that there is an invisible entity in the room. But to her and her character, that's pretty odd. And you put yourself in her shoes, now you're thinking, this is a paranormal event. No way can this be real. And then, of course, how do you explain that to anybody? And of course, not everybody's like, uh... What? You're crazy, bitch. <clears throat> she goes to a second... Like, you f- see her physically, like, the way she looks, the bags under her eyes after, like, the second act of the film when she's in the psych ward. Like, dude, she looks terrible. She looks... Like, she's been through shit. She looks insane. Well, Especially with the house. How is how is that not gonna look, like, crazy? The scene that shook me the most was when he smacks the girl. Uh, Sydney. Dude. Oh, my God. That At that point, I was like, shit just got real. How the fuck are you gonna explain this? I didn't see it coming, dude. Which is the whole point of this fucking movie, is that you just... You don't see anything coming. Like, it was left turn after left turn after left turn. Okay, yeah. It, yeah. She was hit by that. Unseen force. Unseen, unseen forces. <laughs> Here comes the whole crazy train of there's somebody in the room and yeah. no one's believing me. Okay, you're mentally unstable, obviously, woman. Yeah. So they sent her ass to a mental hospital. 
Especially after what she did to the house, dude. Like, she spilled coffee all over the floor. <laughs> she went up into the attic and spilled paint all over everything. <laughs> <laughs> the, what is the evidence that she tried to wash herself up at the, at the kitchen? Because she got covered in paint. And then what did she do? She flipped the tables over, started smashing plates, and then she left the house. That's all you see, and that's all they're ever gonna be able to think. <laughs> you good, oh, man? <laughs> that was a rough one. Oh yeah, I hit you. I hit you hard. I'm gonna keep track of the conversation. I'm hard as shit. <clears throat> so yeah, she tries a different, some different tactics to catch whatever is haunting her. Yes, but uh. Yeah, dude, like, she just trashes the house, is what I'm telling you. <laughs> and then you see her, and then she runs away from the house. I mean, <laughs> she, <laughs> she runs. The camera catches her running. And then you get the outside security camera catch her running by her, like, running away with nothing following her in pursuit. And it adds that extra. Is she really crazy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's a crazy white woman running down the street. You're like, okay. Which brings me to the weird, to the one point of this movie where I, where I disagree with like the timeline and shit. Mm-hmm. The fastest Uber in history <laughs> <laughs> showed up to pick her up, dude. Like, she, I, I don't know what if she had time while she was sprinting or what state she to was get in. on the app as she was chopping with her arms. Who knows? Maybe she got lucky. I think he was, like, in his car getting ready to do, like, an Uber mission. Yeah. And he had just turned on his... His thing. His, his he was app. luckily. He just and it was, like... Had... He just had Synchronicity. To it was, like, boom. Right place, right time. Pick me up at my house. That Uber, right? That Uber thing was pretty weird. That was... Yeah. So she had suspicions of something was going on. She pretty much went back to Adrian's house. To go find out what exactly is going what on. What the fuck is yeah, what the fuck As is she it? gets in, the dog is alive and well after two weeks. Very re- either very resourceful dog <laughs> yeah. or someone was taking care of him. Exactly. And that's where she discovers it. The yeah, the suit. Now I follow a lot of conspiracy theories on the when I saw that suit I just started laughing. Yeah. This uh this suit I would say is pretty pretty real it was it was dope like that it was, was as dope as it because it's actually like legit it's legit t- technology you could you know? yeah you could totally do that i was like wow look at this shit so man in the movie showing it to us it's like, they, did. It's, it's in the movie they did it's reflective technology right is that what is that what you would call it i mean you have a whole bunch of eyeballs just moving around <laughs> Honestly, it gave me a bit of, like, triple phobia, dude. Like, the, the holes and the things and the... Ugh, it just looked kind of... how they it, moved it, around. It was kind of... Dis- it looked disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it looked weird. Which just added to the creep factor. I think that, I think that's exactly why they made it that way. Yeah. Because it's, it just psychologically kind of fucks with you. Like, look... You look that shit up. Triple phobia. That shit is... Ugh. A scale eyes. I'm thinking about it, and it, and it freaks me out. All right. So, she leaves... And then she goes to see her sister. At the restaurant. At That's the right. restaurant. That's where the, 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 the cherry, like, the icing was the house. And this last little bit was the cherry on top, was killing the sister. That scene, I, I actually, I didn't see that coming, bro. I was just imagining it in my house, like, like, whoa, fuck. Like, I didn't see that either. 
Like, that's just one of those things that you just don't expect. Like, you see, like, all of a sudden, she confirms to her, like, she's got this evidence. Right. That proves what she's saying, that, that Adrian is alive and that he's figured out a way to be invisible. And then she's telling her sister. The sister looks to the side, and you see this is shocked look on, like, confused look on her face. And when the camera pans over, you... If you don't see it, because it's kind of a split second, you see the knife floating. Just a floating knife. Yeah. Fucking slices this bitch's neck, and I'm like, whoa. That's a creepy gesture. That's a second shock. I, I didn't fucking see it coming. First was the smack on the on the little girl, then this is the second thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that caught me by total surprise. And then comes the scene where she's in the shower, and she... Stabs herself in the wrist and starts going down, dude. Like I was like, oh, that was disturbing to watch. I didn't think she would do that. I didn't think she would go that far. Like that was, that was rough. Yeah. And then he stops her, and then she goes to that like that that psycho looks like there you are. It's like oh, oh shit, <laughs> oh my god. You knew he was gonna do it, and then she stabs him, and then the security card comes in and he gets tased in the face. He gets that shocked look. I'm like, what the fuck well, I mean, is that in, in the, the face, room? I'll be pretty shocked as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing. That was a really weird fight scene. You know? It was good. Because now I'm like, is this giving you superhuman powers on top of being invisible? No. I mean, from the beginning, we see that he's fit. Like, he's fucking but fit he's for, fucking a, for fit. a nerd. Yeah. He's a fit dude. Like, dude, like, that suit probably isn't, like... He throws this bitch across the room. Like, so that, scene, pursue, that scene oh, was okay, actually no. really impressive. Yeah, so he's pretty much running. Now that you know he's compromised, this suit's been compromised. But he still beats the shit out of, like, what, like, seven, eight cops? <laughs> On the way out, yeah. On the way out. Insane. That was an insane scene. That was... It was just so... It, visually, it was so... It was good. It was very well made. It could have been so cheesy, but they did well. But he kicked one of those cops in the chest, and this dude flew across the room. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, this dude. Huh? What happened? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Dude, I was, can we? I got I'm, I'm so caught. I'm so fucking cotton mouthed right now. All right. Yeah. Um, and then he goes to the house to, to kill the, the kid, and she pepper sprays him. She comes out, and then she starts, he starts choking her out. The cop comes to the house, and he gets the shit beaten out of him, dude. Like, he got, he got bashed. Oh, my God. He gets bashed pretty fucked. He, pretty, he gets pretty bashed, good. dude. Like, I feel sorry for him at a point. <laughs> I was like, no, don't don't kill him, please. Don't, don't do it. Like, it seems like it was easily easily heading that direction. Yeah. Like, like you really thought that last grip, you know, like, oh, shit. How many more just times are you going to hit him before you're like... <laughs> just stop, dude. He's almost... He's out, dude. He's out for the count. That was good. <laughs> that was, that was good. good. So then she comes in with a fire extinguisher and shoots him in the chest three times. And he falls. And she takes the mask off of him to reveal that the whole time it was the brother. Uh, that was such a oh man I was so angry at that I was like no way what the fuck yeah. is going on I but the thing was it couldn't be the brother the whole time I mean at that point I was like no are you fucking kidding me like to a point to a very po- to a small point I really thought the movie was gonna end like that 
and I was gonna be I was gonna be really disappointed. You were ready because, for that disappointment. Yeah, because I was like, that. in my head, I was going like, oh man, this is how these movies always go, man. Like they give you some bullshit at the end, and it's like, oh, but no, you didn't. But you had a good movie, and you didn't stick the landing. <coughs> it's like those M Night Shyamalan movies. Sometimes he just doesn't stick the landing, dude. Like, yeah, that was a twist that I didn't really expect because, again, the brother played it off so well, and I didn't think the brother would have been would have been smart enough to pull off half of the shit that was actually going on. No, yeah, for sure. I was like, this is a bullshit ending. You don't don't let this movie end like this. And then to a point I thought I thought like maybe oh like, you know, to be continued for part two. I'm like, thank God that didn't happen. But thank God it went on to uh, finding Adrian tied up. I didn't see that coming either. I was all like, wait, okay, wait, so how the fuck second. do we go from from how do where do we go from here after after they found out that the brother was the one in the suit? And I was like, no fucking way, really? Like, no. Is this really how this movie's gonna end? Like, it was the brother the whole time, and he had kidnapped this other. I don't I don't believe that. Neither does Cecilia. She doesn't believe it either. She believes that it was him the whole time, and that she had that he had his brother in on it at the end. She goes over and she tries to get him to confess. And he's giving her this bullshit story, and you can see through his act. Like, this dude's a, a sociopath. Like, he'll say anything. You can see it. You can... How do I, how do I explain? I don't want to say it's like he's a, he was a bad actor. It's he's not necessarily that. He was just... Yeah. Like, he was just trying to be... It was just fake. You can sense the fakeness in it. Right. So, the manipulativeness. Yeah. Like, he's just telling her, you know, his story, and he's sticking to it, and whatever. And how they kidnapped him, and how... The experience changes life. The truth. Yeah. She starts crying, and then he comes up to her and tells her that one thing. It's like, you know, that shouldn't come as a surprise. Now, the and, kicker. Uh, yeah, and it's just the, like, you know what? Is, after this point, after, there's, after a certain point, it gets one kicker after another kicker, after one, one twist after another twist, and you're like, okay, hold on. <laughs> okay. What's going to happen next? Yeah. So she goes to the bathroom to clean up her face to get some powder on. And he's just sitting there. Well, at least. But so, you I never mean, see who it really is. So pretty but, much you got But it's pretty he... much you know who it is. Because like, she, went, <coughs> she went to the bathroom so that she could get the suit. And this is where, again, the timeline fucks it up for me just a little bit. Because how does she get in the suit, right? Go out there, kill him, go back, get out of the suit, ha- and have your hair still looking the way it does. And in that dress with your shoes, 30 seconds. It, it happened so it happened so fast and to a second i thought maybe there was someone else in on it i was like no what it what if it really wasn't any of them and it really it's just like some entity or somebody else entirely i was like at that point i was like wait a minute what other characters are in this movie that i'm missing is anyone no no it's not it's not james he's outside it's not the kid she wouldn't do that I was like, who the, f- who the fuck else the would sister, it be? No, sister's the sister's dead. dead. So every, all the, there's dead. no other way. All right, so she comes back and she slices his throat using the same mechanisms that he was doing. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty She makes trippy. it seem like it, like he committed suicide, which is, I think, a brilliant ending to that. You know what? And just like the... You know what? Just, you know what I noticed? <laughs> just like the, fir- the front of the movie, how it started with the security camera, that's pretty much how it ended. What the, Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, using those same security using, cameras. Using the security to cameras record to his death. To either you know get out of it. I thought that was pretty. Uh, I thought that was pretty nifty. You know, using yeah, her was... thinking beyond here, and she's like, you know what? I could be invisible, kill this guy, and be scot free. Yeah, she was clever. Like she was very clever.
The Invisible Man was a fun watch overall. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. There's usually a lot of confusion between horror films and thrillers. This movie is classified as a horror. I'd look at it more classic. A lot of people tend to categorize horror as a lot to do with like demonic possession and a lot of gore and limbs getting chopped off and other horrifying things. But this movie's horrifying in a different kind of way. You know, you, you really have to put yourself in, in the lead character's shoes to really grasp how horrifying honestly this really all is anyway it's going to be interesting to see how blumhouse moves forward with universal's dark universe with all these new projects coming along now from the success of the invisible man so far all i've seen is references to dracula being a modernization of the classic bram stoker's dracula we've got ryan gosling apparently casted as the wolfman the sequel to The Invisible Man is going to be coming out, too. I was reading up on it. Elizabeth Moss, who played uh, the lead role in the first one, and this one, is obviously coming back for the second film, but also as a uh, writer and director. What I'm really interested is, at the very end of that list, you've got the Spawn uh, movie. That's Todd McFarlane's Spawn movie. And now that is a project that I'm curious about. Todd McFarlane's been talking about making this Spawn movie for years, and he hasn't been able to find people to work with him and his vision of what he wants this film to be. So it's interesting to see that he went to Blumhouse to try and make the movie that he wants to make. Other than that, they've got The Craft that just recently came out. You can check that out. I'm a, I have to give that a watch as well. Um, you can watch The Invisible Man on HBO Max. If you got HBO, then you have HBO Max. All you got to do is sign into HBO Max, make an account, and start watching The Invisible Man. I'm going to give this movie a 7.5 out of 10. I really liked it. It's not perfect. It's a bit of a slow burn. Uh, <laughs> it can get a little... It kind of drags along at some points. But it picks up enough for you to tag along with it. So 7.5. What did you think about The Invisible Man? Did you watch it? You haven't seen it yet? Are you going to watch it? Not interested? Does it seem too boring for you? Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Be sure to watch out for more content coming your way. We'll see you on the next one. Take care. Stay safe. And happy Tokyo.